with the arrival of spring here in the Northern Hemisphere. Anyways, that was a blast from the past, courtesy a group from Toronto um, and an album recorded back in about 1971 or so. They are the Kalena Trio, and the song was Anavisni in the springtime. Dobry večer, šanovni radio suhači, ta vitaju vas vsih na radio peredaču naš holos radio Krinskoho Korinja, kotra podjeti vam jak svečajno što subote o šosti hodeni na bahatomovni radio stanci AM1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Pre mikrofoni Pavlina Makori, djakuju što ve bile suhačame sjedni večeri, ta rišala je prebuta zimnoju nastupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette Demchik-McQuarrie, Pokorinske Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We have a seasonal recipe since Easter is just around the corner. As well, um, we've got an interview with... Taras Kulish of Hope Worldwide Canada, he'll be updating us on all the work that his organization is doing in Ukraine to help refugees and residents alike cope with the war in eastern Ukraine. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And we're going to carry on with the springtime theme. Here is Mariana Sadovska with a cycle of spring calling songs. Oh, 
to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Up next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, Ukrainian Food Flare. Vatimo, and welcome to Ukrainian Food Flare. In traditional Ukrainian culture, Easter time is the most important holiday, even more so than Christmas. During Lent, there is a lot of house cleaning and preparation for the big day, Vilekdain. Easter foods are very symbolic, but they're also very tasty. Some are common to other cultures, but some are unique to ours. Some of my best memories of Easter time are from the kitchen and my mother-in-law, Mary, especially when she was making the traditional beets and horseradish. At Easter time, we serve this delicious dish with ham and kubasa. My family just called it hrin, although it should be called burekes hronum, which translate as beets and horseradish. Nice and simple, but in some regions of Ukraine, it is called svitkle. I can still remember opening the door of the old farmhouse. The overwhelming aroma of vinegar and hreen, horseradish, would hit my nostrils and make my eyes water. Mom would always make sure she made lots, and we all got a jar, but it was never enough. She's no longer with us, but she did teach me how to make what some people have told us is the best beets and horseradish they have ever tasted. 
and I'm going to share my recipe with you. The amount of sugar and horseradish may be varied to suit your taste, as may the vinegar. Some brave homemakers still prefer grating the horseradish by hand, so if you want to try it, make sure the room is well ventilated. Horseradish is very strong and pungent because of the volatile mustard oils that are released when it is grated. So even using a food processor, you will feel its effects in short order. I suggest grating the horseradish at the last minute after you have all of the other ingredients ready. That will minimize the amount of time the vapors are in the air. To make about 8 cups, you'll need 10 to 12 medium-sized beets. Cut off the stems 1 inch above the beets and leave the roots intact. Wash the beets thoroughly and cook in boiling water until they are tender. In another pot, combine 1 teaspoon of salt, 2 cups of white vinegar, and a cup of sugar. I prefer to add more because it brings out the flavor of the beets, but it's your choice. And don't forget the spices. I use 1 tablespoon of pickling spices and tie up in some cheesecloth and add it to the vinegar mixture. Bring to a boil and turn to simmer until ready to use. When the beets are tender, drain and cover with cold water. Slip off the peel and cut off the stems and roots. Grate the beets on a coarse grater and mix with one to two cups of freshly grated or store-bought horseradish. They usually come in glass jars of 125 ml, which is about a half a cup. Remove the bag of spices and add the vinegar mixture to your beet mixture. Mix thoroughly and pack into sterilized mason jars. Seal and store in a cool place. Allow the relish to stand for 24 hours before using. Now, if you're fasting for Lent, you don't need to worry about doing a taste test. If it makes you cry while you're making it, you know you have an excellent batch of hreen. Dopapachinya and smachnoho. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives.
another song on a springtime theme that was Oksana Bilozir and a song, a welcoming song, Oizelena Jeto, Green Grows the Rye. Taras Kulish is the International Relations Officer at Hope Worldwide Canada, which is based in Toronto. This UN-recognized non-governmental organization was founded in 1991 and serves the poor in 75 nations, including Ukraine. Taras has been a frequent guest on our show, keeping us updated on the work of this outstanding organization through a special project called Helping Hand for Ukraine. The goal of this project is to improve the quality of life for children and adults who live in difficult socioeconomic conditions, in particular providing humanitarian aid and psychological assistance to children traumatized by war in eastern Ukraine. This includes training local psychologists and social workers. Taras joins us now to tell us about some of their recent activities, because as I mentioned earlier, there is plenty going on. Taras, welcome back to Nasholis. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Paulina. It's a pleasure to uh, to be back again and to speak to you about uh, Ukraine and uh, the children of Ukraine. Yeah, and um, you had mentioned, um, actually a few days ago, you sent me a press release saying that there had just been uh, some recent training in Mariupol in the Donetsk region. So that's right smack dab in the middle of the war zone. And I know previously that uh, you had been working, focusing on the IDPs, the internally displaced persons who had fled the area and were relocating temporarily or perhaps permanently in other, you know, further west in Ukraine. Yes. So this is a little bit of a departure. They're going right smack, they're right in the middle of the war zone. Well, it's, um, yeah, I guess you could say it's a departure or it's or maybe more of a continuation, a natural continuation of the program. Uh, because when, uh, you know, when it first started out, as you said, uh, we were focused on um, pretty much nine different areas throughout uh, Ukraine where there were um, IDP camps. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, we were going to these uh, camps and offering, um, uh, you know, therapy to the children and training as well for the for the parents and as well we were focusing on um, training the uh, the therapists psychologists social workers art therapists who were local people Mm -hmm. who could then support these uh, newly displaced populations and um, and so now the program has uh, has evolved Uh, so the the way it's evolved is um, that we have we really feel that, um, shall we say, the best bang for the buck is um, is by going right to the affected zones. And there's a lot of work, as you can well imagine, mm-hmm. uh, to do there. Uh, so there are uh, there are families who are still living there. Uh, there are children who are still living there who are still trying to get an education. Uh, there are you know, uh, different uh, specialists, social workers, psychologists who are still in these zones. And so, of course, you have the, the um, mm-hmm. you know, the conflict zone, then you have mm-hmm. what are called the, the red zone, which is around it, and then the gray zone. So in these different zones, um, it, you have varying degrees of access. And so, uh, for instance, in the, in the gray zone, uh, you... Uh, teams with permission can go for up to um, 24 to 48 hours. Uh, But in the red zone, you could only go uh, for a few hours uh, during the day, Um, you know, let's say up to nine hours, because if you stay past a certain period of time, then you can be subject to live shelling. Oh, my goodness. And so... uh, so what uh, what we're we're doing is we're trying to support psychologically the populations who are still there, uh, and this is incredibly important because you you need to you need to maintain your population uh, which is in these affected zones, uh, and there's um, among the psychologists, social workers, that sort of thing, teachers. There's obviously high rates of stress high degree of, of, uh, of burnout and so they need support and so what our um, team does our team of psychologists 
what they do is they um, they will go first of all into the zones and and uh, train and support the psychologist, but also they will take the psychologists um, out of the zone to give them a bit of an R and R camp, uh, so they get a, a bit of a, a respite from the zone from the conflict, the shelling, uh, but then they get the psychological support that they need in order that they can then support the local population that's there. So this is something that uh, we, f- we feel has developed and is one of the most important things uh, that we can do. It is. Care, care for the caregivers, for sure. Absolutely. Caring caring for yeah. the caregivers yeah. and supporting the local population. Now, there's a lot of work. I mean, we're talking a million IDPs or more. And, but then that is a fraction of the people that are living, I would imagine, living in the war zones. Right, because you have, and and figures vary. I mean, the figures that I have in terms of the IDPs are more like uh, 1.5, 1 to 7 million people who have been displaced right. from their homes and are internally displaced within Ukraine. Yeah. But then you still have, um, you still have the, uh, the the the. The population which is still living in these in these zones and some of these zones are more contested than others and you know incredibly traumatic I mean you if you just I'm I personally just moved homes a month ago and that upheaval was brutal and I also lost my mother a couple mm. of months ago and so yeah. you know so when you lose a, a family I mean that was not to war it was just to you know to to old age and disease but and I'm not in a war zone and I know how that hit me how traumatic that is I cannot imagine somebody in a war zone who sh- you know is in danger shelling going on and possibly uh, a family member killed either accidentally or you know deliberately in the line of fire and so this is very traumatic for people either whether they're displaced or whether they're still at home in um, in in that war zone so there's a lot of people that you're serving. How do you manage? I mean, you're always fundraising and funds are, are always scarce for good things like this. They seem to be plentiful for uh, ridiculous things, <laughs> especially in the first world. But how do you manage with... You're right, Paulina. Yeah. It's, it is a very difficult task. And so we just try to do uh, what we are doing and what we can do. Uh, you know, to the best of our abilities. If we had more funds, uh, then the program obviously would be bigger. And we uh, were very grateful because we just received um, at uh, the beginning of 2017, uh, sorry, 2018, um, a grant from the, uh, the Canadian Embassy uh, in Kyiv. And so this was a, a grant uh, where we were uh, able to you know, to go to Mariupol, and uh, uh, and this was this was uh, about the press release. This is the this is the grant that was used, and it was from the Canadian embassy. Mm-hmm. We yeah. are hopeful that um, this year that we will get a continuation of the grant uh, from the Canadian embassy, and we are applying to the Canadian government to Global Affairs for other grants. So uh, nothing is right now confirmed. Uh, but that's part of um, part of my volunteer job is to uh, to try to maintain the flow of of funds, and um, and so it's definitely a challenge. But you raise also you know the issue of um, uh, the trauma, and uh, and when you were speaking about it, it certainly raised in my mind uh, one particular story of a family that um, that we've uh, that we've helped. Uh, and and uh, this this particular story was of a, of a mother and daughter uh, who were living in their in their house in their village, and uh, they, uh, uh, as far as I understood, had already lost the the father. They were taking care of their elderly neighbor, and after one incident of uh, of shelling, um, they rushed over to their neighbor's house because uh, the roof was blown off, oh. and they found the neighbor on the floor, uh, his senior citizen mm-hmm. on the floor in a pool of blood. And so they just, at that point in time, 
reacted on instinct. And so they they gathered their neighbor together. They brought her to the hospital. Um, they comforted her. Then when uh, she was released from, the, uh, from treatment, they brought her home. Uh, they helped to tend to her. And then eventually uh, they they were... They, they were themselves, they were displaced, and they found uh, our program. They um, were having a lot of difficulty and a lot of conflict between the two of them, between the mother and the daughter at that point in time. The daughter was a teenager, and w- they were both obviously having difficulty processing mm-hmm. uh, these things and um, and also dealing with the normal issues of uh, mother and daughter, uh, you know, with the, mo- with the daughter being a teenager. And, um, and so they entered into the therapy program, into the treatment program, and after, you know, it's, a, it's an eight-week course, and so after this eight-week course, they were given the language, the vocabulary of, of what it was, identifying mm. things, identifying mm-hmm. feelings, understanding what they were each going through. And, um, and so as a result of that, um, they were able to, uh, together, Afterwards, sit down over a couple a cup of tea, you know, just a simple cup mm-hmm. of tea, and start to talk with each other and share their emotions and their feelings. And it was at that point, at that moment, that the, their relationship began was able to heal, and that they were also able to uh, be healed from you know the trauma that they had experienced. So you know, you think of um, you, you know certainly. Uh, losing a loved one going through difficult circumstances is difficult enough in itself mm-hmm. uh, coupling it with um, the shock of war mm-hmm. uh, is even more traumatic and so um, you know we are we're trying to help people one at a time and it's like that story of the boy on the beach with a million starfish on the beach and he's throwing mm-hmm. them back one mm-hmm. by one someone comes up to him and says well you're crazy there's a million you you can't possibly help them all and and make a difference in their lives and mm-hmm. the the boy picks up another starfish and throws it back in the ocean and says well i just made a difference in that life yeah. and and that's yeah. what we're trying to do we made a difference with that mother and that daughter and it's thanks you know to the uh the funding that we've received from uh the canadian embassy from uh ukrainian credit union in toronto from private donors so the, the what do the funds go to Tadas? because you have got like 900 volunteers a lot of people are working f- f- gratis right so you're not paying a lot of people the um that's true. There are a lot of volunteers, but our, um, uh, you know, our core team uh, is the psychologists, uh, core psychologists, mm-hmm. social worker, and, and so on, and, and the core team. They are receiving um, financing. They are receiving payments for their services because, for instance, our lead psychologist, uh, Irina Sukova, she has a full practice and so she takes time right. off of her practice um, and uh, and so uh, everyone has to survive and yeah, so yeah. we uh, we support that uh, action that they take and it's and I think it's mm-hmm. very important that our funds are going to um, you know to help people in Ukraine uh, but also to people in Ukraine in terms of um, financially supporting this work. Well, professional services have to be paid for, for sure, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, for you mentioned that the, you did get some grants uh, from the embassy, you're applying to the government, and there are also, of course, um, many individual donors, and certainly never enough. <laughs> so, if, if anybody's listening would like to uh, make a donation to Hope Worldwide Canada, how would they do that? Uh, they can go to the um, to the Hope Worldwide Canada website, which is hopewwc.org, and uh, they will be uh, they will be led to uh, to links on the page. There's a donate button, which will lead to the uh, the CanadaHelps.org site, uh, and um, they can just select because we do have many programs, but they can select the Ukraine program. Mm-hmm. 
in the international programs, okay. and their donation will go to uh, directly to the PTSD therapy and recovery efforts. Excellent. So we, we do send money um, from Canada to Ukraine uh, about four times a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, any donations will then be added on to the, you know, the quarterly cycle. That is good to know. You're listening to Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB, Vancouver. <laughs> Nebahatumovni radio stanci AM Trinacia Dvatset CHMB Umisti Vancouveri Hovorit Pavlina. We're speaking with Taras Kulish of Hope Worldwide Canada about their work in Ukraine to help the victims of the war in eastern Ukraine. If you can make a donation, please consider doing so to help them out. Are they tax-deductible in Canada for donors? Yes, oh, absolutely. Hope Worldwide Canada is recognized by uh, the Canadian government. It has a uh, charitable registration, and so um, and any donations that are given online um, through the Canada Helps uh, donation site, you will receive within a minute or two uh, your tax uh, receipt. Excellent. Uh, So you get your tax receipt. And you know that um, that the donation is going, you know, directly to the trauma therapy in Ukraine. You can go on the uh, on the website, either the Canadian website or mm-hmm. the uh, the website of the of Hope Worldwide in Ukraine, which mm-hmm. is hope ww dot org dot ua. And you can go on that, and you can see the up-to-date um, initiatives for for training uh, for for educators, for psychologists. Uh, there's other other information about other programs there, but you'll definitely see that information about the children and and war uh, teaching recovery techniques. Oh, that's great! So, what is on the horizon? What's what's up next? Uh, on the horizon is. Um, uh, of course, you know, consolidating uh, donors, but uh, in terms of work in Ukraine, uh, planning a children's camp in, uh, in June. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are, you know, w- in addition to the work that is um, directly in the, either in the, in the red zone, in the gray zone, um, we, we uh, plan these uh, children's camps where we take 20 to 30 children who are living uh, in the, the zone. So, for instance, in Mariupol, and we will take these children mm-hmm. to a rest and recovery and rehabilitation camp um, in different regions of Ukraine. I personally visited one which was um, outside of Kyiv. There's been also in uh, the Karpate Mountains, and uh, so there might be in, in other regions being being planned as well. But these Mm-hmm. These R&R camps are children from the uh, the red and the gray zones. Right in, yeah, whose homes are uh, at risk of being shot. At risk, exactly. Yeah, wow. So the kids are totally, totally at risk. And, um, you know, even just organizing the transport to get the kids uh, is, um, you know, is, is, is an exercise, nearly a military exercise. Wow. And, uh, and because the, um, you know, the husband of our lead, uh, psychologist is a, uh, a, a former, uh, volunteer, um, you know, he has access to these zones. And so it's only, we can only go wow. into these zones, uh, with a type of, um, you know, quasi-military protection. Wow, wow. So so you're saving essentially 30 starfish on this summer camp. So if, I guess if people want to save and more... And it's more than that. It's yeah. more than that okay. because you're not just saving the... You're, you're not just helping those children, but it's also their, their families, their parents. Um, you know, because the parents know that the kids are getting a break, that they're getting therapy, that they're, they're getting what they need. So that brings peace of mind to the parents. Right. And that's, that is equally uh, as important as what we're doing with the children. Sure. So there is a ripple effect because then the children go back in their communities. Um, there is an effect that can, that can happen on their classmates. On their uh, on, on mm-hmm. in in all around 
all sure, around. Sure, the butterfly effect. So, so to keep that ripple effect going even wider, um, then uh, encourage listeners to donate to Hope Worldwide Canada to the Helping Hand for Ukraine project. Can you give us the um, websites once again, Taras, please? Sure. For Canada, it's hopewwc.org. And uh, to get information, because uh, as a Canadian, you don't want to donate on the uh, on the Ukrainian site because you won't get a tax receipt. Um, you you want your tax receipt in Canada, but you can get information at hopewww.org.ua. Awesome. Thank you so much, Taras, for uh, giving us this update, and thank you for the work that you're doing there. Uh, we don't hear much about the war going on, and, and it is good for listeners occasionally to be reminded that just because it's not on the mainstream news doesn't mean that it's not ongoing and that people aren't suffering. And that we can, um, you know, living in our comfortable world can certainly help some of these uh, destitute people and help these families to become normal and children to grow into well-adjusted adults despite what's going on in there. Well, thank you very much, Paulina, for having me on uh, Nash Holos and giving me this opportunity to speak to uh, the work of uh, Hope Worldwide Canada and Hope Worldwide Ukraine with uh, the children of Ukraine. We really appreciate it. Oh, well, um, my pleasure, and um, I hope to speak to, to you again and get you know, find out what's going on um, at perhaps after that children's camp or anything else that's... Um, that uh, comes along that you'll be involved in. So uh, keep in touch and look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. We were speaking with Taras Kulish of Hope Worldwide Canada, and they are working with um, Ukrainian um, refugees, I guess, internally displaced people, as well as people that are actually in the war zone and uh, at risk of having their homes shelled. And... They are uh, continuing, have been doing this work for some years and are continuing. If you would like to help their effort, you can get, as Taras mentioned, if you'd like to go to the uh, Canadian branch website, you will get a tax receipt for your donation, and that's hopewwc.org. And uh, you can get more information about the work that is actually being done in Ukraine at hopewww.org.ua.
and a young jazz singer from Ukraine called Mlada and another song on the spring theme Oh Vesna Vesna Oh spring spring Головна мета Ukraine War Amps це допомога пораненим воїнам та патріотам, які захищають свободу своєї країни у сьогоднішній війні за Україну. Ukraine War Amps представляє програму Всинови солдата. З вашою підтримкою наша організація зможе передавати принаймні 50 доларів США щомісяця для цільової підтримки якомога більшого числа українських героїв. 100% зібраних коштів буде передано напряму героям пораненим у війні за Україну. Програма «Всинови солдата» будує унікальний зв'язок між вами і солдатом, якого ви підтримуєте. Все починається з вас. Візьміть під опіку солдата. Підтримайте героя України. Now, March is the month of Shevchenko. And if you enjoy Tara Shevchenko music, and actually there's a lot more uh, songs that we hear that are the lyrics of Shevchenko that then we realize. But here is one that I think we pretty much... Um, everybody that's heard this song knows that it is the words, very famous words of Tarashevchenko, performed by a group from Edmonton called Trubka, Dumemoyi, My Thoughts.
Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is a bi-weekly series sponsored by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, featuring stories of Ukrainians and Jews working together in solidarity and harmony to restore and strengthen centuries-old bonds and affinities nearly destroyed by hostile outside forces in the bloody 20th century and even today. Tune in next week for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. This coming Friday, enjoy a pierogi supper at St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Center, 13512 108th Avenue in Surrey, from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. For more information, call 604-531-1923 or 604-581-0313 or visit their website, www.uocstmarysurrey.com. Nash Holos airs in international syndication on PCJ Radio International, broadcasting to over 20 countries on AM, FM, shortwave, and satellite radio. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live from Nanaimo to North and Central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, Northwest Washington State, and in the Greater Vancouver Listening Area. Join me, Paulina, for the first hour in English and Oksana Poparajnik for the second hour in Ukrainian. That's Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me, Pavlina, for another hour of fun on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send dedications, requests, and suggestions to producer at nashholos.com. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, follow Nash Holos on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nashholos.com.
and that was Mickey and Eugene from Winnipeg and the Roschacha Polka. Before them, you heard Jaden Chornoboy and the By Request Band from their CD, Ukrainian Boys Gone Wild, out there in Steinbeck, Manitoba. And that song was a medley of Maple Sugar and Boil the Kapusta. And before them, from right here in the Fraser Valley, the Ukrainian Prairie Band and Seven Steps. For the very best in Ukrainian programming, tune in to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m., right here on AM 1320 CHMB on the radio dial and online at am1320.com. You can also hear the Nanaimo edition in Vancouver on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on air at 101.7 FM or online at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, you can visit us at www.noshholos.com if you missed the live radio transmissions of the show, because that's where you'll get the podcast links to all three editions, as well as other audio files, transcripts, and more. There's also a link to our Patreon site, where we'll be interacting and sharing additional content with patrons of the show. As well, please follow us on Twitter, like the Noshholos Facebook page, and check out our blog. I love to hear from you, so please send your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. And our proverb of the week translates as it is easier to get good advice than to begin the work. And with that, we've come to the end of our program. So to wrap things up, Another nod to the season, we have Molodsi from Winnipeg and the early bird of spring. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.